Hey everybody, Tom here. Just a quick note to say that the episode you're about to listen to was the last one we recorded before we went into lockdown and started recording the podcast remotely. So this episode is a few weeks old. We'd put it in our backlog to go up when there was a a moment where Josh and I were unable to record a timely episode. So um, that's why the audio quality will be a bit better than it has been in recent weeks and why any references to the coronavirus may well be a little bit out of date. But enjoy the show. Listening to the Park Crush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? Very good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. We've been clicking away. Click, click, clacking. At some Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh, yeah. The theme park video game review series charges on. Charges on. This week. Ever onwards. It certainly does. Still plenty of games to get through. Yeah. And uh, I know you've been looking forward to this one, Josh. Oh, yeah. Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. Yes. Uh, we're now out of the Thing Park trilogy. Yes. Theme Park, theme park World, Thing Park Inc. And uh, yeah, for many people, RCT2 is kind of the uh, the cornerstone of Theme Park video games. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember back long ago when we first Way started this podcast oh. and we did an episode about the, at the time, recently released Parkitect. Parkitect. And I spoke about how much of a spiritual successor that felt like to RCT. It certainly does. Two. Yeah. Uh, why, why do you think people, before we get into it, because we've obviously been playing it uh, again here, why do you think people hold RC2 in such high regard? Why do you think it's, you know, the what many people look to as the ultimate theme park video game or their favourite theme park video game? I think it came about in a time where, first and foremost, you know, you got for our generation very much a nostalgia element to it. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, that era of video games is kind of this kind of the beginning of the enlightenment stage of video games, I guess. You know, there's a lot of great games came around that period of time. Um, and from a, you know, theme park point of view, this is... this. Is it because of the way you can build things in the game, uh, and also the amount of theme park uh, roller coasters? Sorry, uh, that are in the game. There's a lot of theme park. A lot in this of theme game. park in this game. Find oh. me another game with more theme park than this one. Yeah, there's a lot of roller coasters in this game as well. There is. Yeah, and a lot of tycoon. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, what more could you want? And obviously, RCT One was so beloved anyway. But to build on that. With this one, is you know they've done a good job. I think when you say they, it's basically just Chris Sawyer by himself, <laughs> basically again, yeah, in, in his in his garden shed, yeah, working damn, away yeah. on his old computer. Chris Sawyer, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we'll dive in. I I was actually <laughs> underwhelmed. Underwhelmed is maybe putting it a little harshly, but I was surprised when I found out that this game had come out in two thousand and two. Yeah, because Rollercoaster Token One, if I'm not mistaken, was ninety nine. Yeah. Maybe even 97, but I guess my kind of thoughts on RCT2 was for a game that had come out... 99. 
99, right. So for a game that's coming out three years later, we're, we're well into the... I know this is a different kind of game, a different genre, a genre that isn't necessarily uh, back then associated with 3D graphics and whatnot, but we're well into the era of 3D graphics. Well, speak for yourself. At this point. Theme Park World and Theme Park Inc. Tom. Well, yeah, they, they were arguably visually a little more ambitious than RCT2 because you put RCT2 next to RCT1... And it's difficult to tell them tell them apart, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah. visually, they are very, very similar. There doesn't seem to have been a a, a particularly great step forward taken with this one. No. And I think that extends to kind of what the player is able to do uh, in terms yeah, of the, from- the ambition of the constructions and, you know, the limitations of the types of roller coasters you can design. Uh, the technology doesn't seem to have moved on. And so you're left with something that, uh, yeah, feels a little bit, it feels very, very iterative, uh, despite it being, you know, three years, which is a long time in the video game industry, especially around this time when, uh, as I say, we'd pushed well into the era of 3D at this point. And it just feels, yeah, it, I was surprised uh, when I looked at it and found out that it was a 2002 game. It felt like maybe this would have been a sort of quick one-year turnaround type thing where oh, they just sort of made a few adjustments and cracked out, you know, cracked out another one pretty quick here, but not the case. Yeah, I think... Uh there are a lot more parks. Uh, I keep doing it. A lot more coasters, yeah, uh, in this game than there were in one. Mm. Um, but also, uh, the the big thing, and we didn't get into it much because I mean, I'm certainly terrible at it. Um, was the construction element of something? I mean, the theming, but by building buildings, constructing buildings. You can speak for yourself, but I got pretty far into a custom train ride. Yes, before you ran out of money. Uh, I certainly did. And and that, again, you know, You're, making this episode feel a little scattershot in terms of where we're, what we're if, talking if about. If you were Walt, but, uh, you didn't have a Roy. No, I didn't. But yes, uh, you know, the, my favourite way to play these kinds of games is sandbox mode, unlimited money, just let me unleash my full creative potential. I felt like I was, I was being shackled, Josh. That was going to be... By the man. It was going to be an incredible train ride. An incredible train ride. You, it, it went up above it's the park. It was going to be a train ride. Intertwining all over the place and gave the visitors a fantastic view of everything that awaited them during their day. And yet, I didn't have enough money. So we just had this very awkwardly half-finished yeah. uh, train ride, uh, a few stories above all the other rides. And then I came in as like the bank owner and just shut you down. It's time to go. Yeah. Out you get, yeah. yeah. You've run out of money here. So long. Farewell. I found that side of it a little bit disappointing. There is no sandbox mode in this game. There is a, what they call a scenario editor, where based on a a little trawl through the Steam forums, seems like you can kind of fudge a sandbox mode uh, by going that route. But you'll never be in a situation where you have unlimited money, for example. No. That's just not something that this game supports. That didn't come into things until RCT 3, uh, which I'm very excited to get to as part of this series, I must say. But That's 3D as well. RCT 2 doesn't allow you to do that. You are limited by the scenarios, uh, of which there are quite a few. And I guess one of the more, you know... Uh, one of the neater things about it, I guess, because you don't really see it with theme park games these days, is that there are actually uh, preset, pre-made parks that you can sort of dive into in this scenario mode that are based on real theme parks. Yeah. 
Uh, you got the Six Flags franchises in there. Six Flags Great Adventure, uh, Magic Mountain, uh, Belgium as well in there. There's a couple. There's a few others in there. Uh, Magic Mountain, of course, famous for uh, three ninjas <laughs> at Magic Mountain. <laughs> yep. I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> there were long debates had last year about whether or not that movie qualified, even in spirit, for our theme park film review series. Yeah. Uh, we decided against it. It didn't quite come into the sort of spirit of that uh, No, series. but I did add it to the... Uh, you did do it in the festive special. Yeah, in the festive theme- film... Film bracket. Film bracket. With Wonder Park. Yes. Two late entries. Two late entries. I can't remember how far it got. But I seem uh, to be I seem to remember that I was disgusted by at least one of your choices when it came to putting films up against one another. But how far Magic Mountain got exactly I can't quite I think, remember. Uh, Tower of Terror got higher than it should have done. I, I think. think that's probably yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, at least there's like a nostalgia factor for you there. Yes. You, you, you watched it as a kid, I guess. But do you think Tower of Terror will be on Disney Plus? Is it on Disney Plus? Uh, I think so. Right. Because that is part of a f- series of films that were like on TV. And Michael Eisner did an introduction for all of them. Oh really? Before they went on t- TV, that's weird. But uh, he has, but obviously that's been cut out of the re-releases of those films, and then he, so he's not on Disney Plus, unfortunately. Alas, the only time he uh, comes up. Did they not Disney re-film Plus. them with Bob Iger? <laughs> <laughs> There's a podcast that I listen to uh, called uh, Podcast the Ride, and they. Uh, oh, that's a really good name for yeah. a theme park podcast. Yeah, um, and they they have a Patreon podcast called The Second Gate, right? Which is really good as well. Uh, and if they have a uh, guest on, at the end they say, uh, well, na- obviously it's the, the end of the ride, so you have to exit through the gift shop. Yeah. And that's when, in the gift shop is when the guests can tell you about like their YouTube channel or their podcast. Oh, I see. It's really not cool. Um, but they always uh, have this aff- uh, affiliation with Michael Eisner and they did like a super cut of every time... Michael Weiser said hello because he says it in this very like amusing way. Right. Uh, yeah. But Michael Eisner. Fair enough. Uh, he's he's a, he is on Disney Plus, but as part of uh, the Imagineering story. Oh, okay. I, I still need to watch that. Uh, I mean, I guess we should talk about. I mean, before we talk about specifically, I know I just teased you all with my train story, but before we go into a bit more depth about yes. exactly what we got up to uh, while playing it for the first time in. Well, years. Uh, Josh, you have some fond memories of this game. You played it, like you know, growing up back in the sure day. Did. I don't, so I, I have memories of playing RCT one, but it was certainly RCT three that was kind of my first sort right. of roller coaster yeah, yeah, yeah. game that the I big one. theme park game that I really got into. So yeah, uh, two I don't have a great deal of nostalgia for, but uh, what are your some of your fond memories? Because I I find. I don't know. Our our theme park, if I may say so, our theme park game review episode seems to do seem to do pretty well uh, when we put them up, especially on um, well. the theme park and uh, tycoon. Uh, communities on Reddit, and uh, I, I it seems to me based on the comments we get there that a lot of people who tune in are people who have great nostalgia for the games that we are covering. Yeah, I, I'd imagine this falls in this game will fall into the same camp. W- what is it for you that made this game special? Um, I think, uh, again, like I like I said that i really appreciate the level of theming that you can do with the buildings in this game right yeah um where you can put down walls and you can put down uh roof elements separately um 
I'm, I was never very good at it. I'm still not very good at it. Mm. But it meant that you could do uh, like themed uh, entrances or like um, stations for rides and that sort of thing. There's some really of that cool. in Parkitect, isn't there? Which yeah. I find quite overwhelming as well, to yeah. be fair. Um, and that's because obviously it is a, it's meant to be a spiritual successor to this one. So yeah. uh, there is all that. Obviously, we don't get, you don't get that in theme park right, uh, games, sorry. No. Um, even though that's 3D. Uh, you you miss a lot of that because all the rides are already pre-themed. Yes, I guess what this allows you to do in RCT two is kind of create a consistent theme or, or even like brand throughout your yeah your park. Or you could uh, set up areas, so yeah, you set up, you know, themed lands, which in a way makes it all the more uh, disappointing that there's no sandbox mode when you've got a tool like this yeah that you know it's almost like just a massive tease like we've given you all the tools that you could want to have kind of complete creative freedom but then we don't we don't allow that within the just the design of the of of the scenarios that we set up and there's just no straightforward sandbox mode either for you to kind of fully indulge your creative side and make full use of these tools you always have to have in the back of your mind well I need to hold off here. This train ride can't be quite this ambitious. You need to stop. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it would be nice if, if I, I'm going to keep saying it, it would be nice if there was a sandbox mode. Uh, there is like a, a weird, like, so you can take the Six Flags parks and there's a version of those Six Flags parks where they've left everything in but ripped out the rides. So you've got all the scenery still and all the pathways still, but all the rides are gone. It's kind of bizarre. Yeah. But that's the closest you can get to an empty properly empty park really mm. um there are well some of the beginner parks are kind of empty but then have uh niche elements to it like one's in a crater one's in alcatraz so it has nothing it has a load of has the alcatraz building so it has no rides or anything right um it's kind of bizarre there's a castle park which is cool um, i always liked that one as a kid um yeah i just i don't know i just always i but i was never good i'm never really a designer i just like plopping down rides mm-hmm but I was quite good at money management. Right. Because I'm a sad kid. I'm not very good at money management in my real life. No. Um, no, we've, I mean, we're not far off. I'm not 100% sure when this episode will go out. Uh, but, uh, I mean, we're not, as of recording, far off from basically throwing 500 quid out the, out the window yeah. on, on a trip that has not happened. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. <sighs> anyway. Sorry to bring that up. Next year. You were saying Next how much year. a fan you are of management. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's nothing if not fun to be found in money management. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Ask any accountant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I just, it, I was very good at that. So I had no issue with that side of things. So I just built, I, I, I went through the roller coaster selection and the ride selection, found rides that I found interesting or ones that I wanted to go on and built those ones mm. from the ones that were pre-made. Right. Uh, well, in terms of what we got up to today, uh, I very much took the approach I always try to take when it comes to theme park uh, games, which is uh, spend... Well, I like to dedicate a decent amount of time to um, uh, sort of drawing inspiration from key theme park touchstones, uh, which isn't which means that I, I very much... That's I, a really cutesy way of saying you built Main Street built USA. Main Street, but I designed the park. Like, I go very much from entrance and just work my way from there. I yes. don't start and be like, right, I want to build a road coaster. Let's go. Yeah. It's very much like, okay, 
uh, let's think in my mind what's what's Magic Kingdom like, what's Islands of Adventure like, what are some things I can, what's some inspiration I can draw from. So you come in, you get your info kiosk, you got your first aid stand. You know, it's where those things tend to be. Yeah. We'll hide some toilets off to the left down there. There's like a, a relatively you know a longish path. It's covered by some trees, so it's you know you, you don't walk into the park and the first thing you see are toilets. That would be weird. You did this on both. Uh, Rodicus Tycoon 1 and 2. I yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you can't just have a big gift shop in this one, but uh, I sort of stitched three miniature shops together to kind of amalgamate into a gift shop, I guess. And, you know, if we'd had more creative talent, maybe we could have designed uh, kind of building water, over the top. put a building over the top to make it look like one big gift shop, but that was kind of off to the right as you came in. I guess at that point it kind of looked like the arcade at uh, Disneyland Paris. Uh, yeah, actually, that's that that's not a bad shout. Uh, so that was very much my focus when we first started. Uh, spent way too much money on trees. We, oui. uh, frankly, uh, some flower beds as well, uh, <laughs> and and just otherwise <clears throat> making it look as scenic as possible. It looked very scenic. Thanks that one corner. It did. Yeah. It really did. Uh, and then, you know, plop down a few gentle fairground rides to kind of ease people into the park. And I, I, I thought there was some considered design work going on when choosing to uh, plop the Ferris wheel on a body of water yeah, with a, uh, inspired a merry-go-round just in the foreground of the Ferris wheel, Josh, so that uh, not only did you have a lovely view of the merry-go-round from the Ferris wheel, you could also hear the music from the merry-go-round on the Ferris wheel. It was, it was inspired. Uh, the cues or the exits to both of those rides kind of um, merged into one another uh, yeah. as they came out. So I think they made a, a fantastic double bill of rides, frankly. Yeah. Uh, uh, and this is very much where uh, my style of gameplay came into play. Uh, one, you didn't know how to build pathways. Elevated pathways. Yeah. Uh, no. So I, I needed some, I needed some assistance. And I also put a no entry sign at the end of the... That was a nice touch. Yeah. That was a very nice touch. So people wouldn't want wander down the uh, exit no, path. No, we wouldn't want that. No. Uh, and then work began on the train. Uh, now, I wanted the train station to kind of be uh, somewhat hidden uh, behind the Ferris wheel and the merry-go-round uh, with all the trees, of course, mm. as well. Uh, of so course, that in it, this game, you could have built um, Platform 9 and 3 quarters almost. I could have. Yeah. I could have. Maybe next time. And I guess the effect I was going for was that the uh, train track would kind of rise up from yeah. behind the ferris wheel so that as you're approaching the ferris wheel and the merry-go-round from the entrance of the park you can just kind of see this train track emerge going up into the sky yeah and then we'll level out and go around the various portions like, of the park like, and then come uh, like, around like the beginning of peter pan exactly yeah. so you know i feel like there was some inspired thinking going on here frankly and i was uh, brutally held back by the financial restrictions <laughs> that were upon me. And the, and the height limits. Uh, and the place. height limits as well. It's like Alton Towers. Uh, yeah. Can't so build over the tree line. I didn't really get as far as I would have liked with that. Alas. But I, you know, made enough progress to be... I made enough progress to be disappointed when I hit that roadblock. Yes. You know, I was thinking, oh, I'm getting into this. This is There's some thought going into this. Mm. I'd go on this train. <laughs> and uh, alas. I really appreciate the... Uh, Merry-go-round Ferris wheel combo uh, and the garden area in front of that was uh, delightful. <laughs> Thanks very much. Yeah. I thought that the uh, train line uh, lacked forethought. Flawed from the, from the Yes, from, from the very the off. Yeah. Um, 
the the notion of rising uh, was kind of a nice, a nice idea. Yeah. Personally, for me, uh, this isn't going to make any sense on the recording, but uh, you kind of went, you went directly up. Yeah. I would have gone right. Have you not heard of a top hat maneuver? That's what I was going yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to go right and go around and then build a bridge over the uh, pathway over Main Street. Oh, I see. Um, so that as people came in, you could see the train passing over oh. the bridge. Yeah, and then around the outside of the park. That would have been my... I mean, that sounds good. You should have spoken up. Well, I didn't want to, you know, put you off your you game. You didn't want to stifle my own creativity. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's as far as we got, and then we ran out of cash. Yeah. So for everyone who's at that park, there's just kind of a half-finished yeah. train track that just stops somewhat bizarrely as it's coming back towards yeah. Main Street, in fact. Yep. Uh, so then yeah, you jumped on, you had a go, yeah. and we started a new park in, a, well, Alcatraz, Alcatraz Island, Alcatraz, under new management. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Very Thankfully, much diff- no, no Zazu or Iago in sight. No. Just, uh, just yourself. Yes. Uh, uh, different style of play i would say i would say so you were just getting straight in there yeah and let's put, get some roller coasters up in this prison every single shop imaginable down near the entrance straight away mm-hmm. uh, still put them all near the entrance because that's kind of a focal point for the people yeah uh then i put in some jet skis on the water um to let try and help the convicts escape um built a massive purple uh kind of like uh, air or uh, was it manta very garish it was very garish but it was uh, it looked a little out of place down coaster uh, in between these kind of monolithic <laughs> grey grey prison, prison buildings blocks. yeah but hey ho each garish, to their own purple uh, uh, lay down coaster equivalent to manta or air yeah um, and then there was another one that I built as well which was kind of like uh, what's it the big <laughs> I can't remember what it's called now there's one at uh, is it Iron Brew at Blackpool Pleasure Beach, Pleasure, whatever it's called. Blackpool. I don't know. Um, one kind of like that, where it kind of fires you right through a loop and then back again. Right. Um, as well, yeah. Hmm. I mean, my park was more you, successful. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you got more in there before you ran out of money, but was yeah. it as was it as pleasing to the eye? I don't think so. No trees. It's true. Uh, uh, you can only get so far. I mean. In this day and age as well, you know, with all the environmental concerns, we should be planting as many trees as we possibly can, Josh. Yeah. And I think you failed on that front. Uh, I have a similar plot of land elsewhere. Mm. And for every roller coaster I place, Mm. I put down 50 trees. I'm not convinced. I'm not sure I'd buy this. Speaking of buying things, did you buy the expansions for Roller Coaster Tycoon 2? Not back in the day, no. Oh. Because uh, I didn't... Back then that. you had more time than money. Now you have more money. Uh, yeah, and time. also I was a child, so I didn't actually understand how any of that worked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I got pretty deep into the expansions for The Sims 2, which was maybe around this time. There I were quite a few you. Sims 2 expansions. What are we on now? Four? What, f- of The Sims? Yeah. I think so, yeah. I I remember dabbling in... The, the thing with The Sims is that the base game, you could argue, gets better each time. But if Sims you, 2 is 2004. If you've been playing The Sims in any of its guises for a, a prolonged period of time and you've invested a lot in the expansions and the fun packs, by the time you then get to the next base game, there's way less to do and way less features yeah in the game 
So it's it can be quite difficult, I feel, to move on to your next Sims game. You almost feel like the Sims you get into the most will always just be your Sims. And yeah. that's that. So I, for, for me, it was Sims 2. I played the shit out of Sims 2, all the expansions, and by the time Sims 3 came out, I thought I was excited. Uh, but then you, you boot it up, you get started, you and you're thinking, can't go to university yeah. now, can't get a pet. What's the point? What's I, the there point? was way more going on in The Sims 2. So The Sims 2 came out the same year as Rollercoaster Tycoon 3. Right. Um, I understood what uh, expansion packs were by the time they started coming out for Rollercoaster Tycoon 3. Well, RCT3 had some great expansion packs. Yes. Uh, obviously, we'll get onto them Absolutely. in the next episode. Uh, but- th- this one had Wacky Worlds. Yep. And Time Twister. And and I guess they, they represented somewhat significantly something of a passing of the baton because Chris Sawyer had no involvement. No. Uh, these were done by Frontier, who uh, took on full control, uh, full development duties on uh, the third game. Yes. So, yeah, this, this was very much a passing of the torch. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Time Twister and Wacky Worlds released in uh, 2003. There was also an Xbox port of RCT2. Did you know this? There was an Xbox port of two of RCT1 as well. Was there? That came out after RCT2 came out. That's bizarre. Yeah. That's really weird. Um, well. I didn't know that. I didn't realise there was a port of this one, but. Maybe there wasn't. Maybe I'm misreading this. But uh, anyway. Yeah. RCT2. It's a thing. You can still buy it, right? I mean, obviously, you have it on here, and it runs yeah. just fine on Windows 10. I think it's on Steam. It's on good old games. Because we ran into, we have run into some issues with the games we've played so far for this series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to varying degrees, but this one... You don't even uh, need perfect. to buy this one. It's, uh, there's a version called Open RCT2, which is an open source version. It's oh. free to play. You just download it off the internet. Really? Yeah. Is free. it totally legit? Above board? Yeah. Huh. Is that the version you, or did you buy it? I have the bought version. Oh, you have the bought version. Yeah. Are there any benefits to the bought version or vice versa? Uh, I think, well, the bought version is the version, is the version, is, is RCT2. Yeah. Uh, Open RCT2 is based on that version, but is potentially different. I don't know the ins and outs of how it is different, um, but there are bug fixes in there, um, and it's it's actually more supported than RCT2. Right. Uh, Although, a neat bit of trivia I just saw. RCT2, uh, guess when the most recent patch was? 2017. Oh, no, no, no. 2011. 2011. Well, yeah, that's still pretty impressive. But, I mean, I guess technically speaking, it might have been more recent than that for, you know, the good old games version of the game because I guess good old games... Was good old games around in 2011? I I feel feel like... I don't, I don't know. know. Good old games feels to me like a recent thing, but I've been kind of out of the loop on the PC games market for some time. So yes, that might just be um, me. So Open RCT two came out in twenty fourteen, um, and they've incrementally reverse engineered it and rewritten uh, the game in C. What um, does that mean for a simpleton like myself? Uh, C is a programming language. You what, mate? Uh, we. Uh, <laughs> Uh, which is C is a fairly um, bare bones close to the metal program language whereas the original was written in machine code right like RCT1 which is very it's probably the most impressive thing about these games actually is that 
Chris Sawyer actually wrote it in machine code, which means it's really close to the metal, which means it's uh you you get more performance out of it, I guess, because you can control exactly what's going on more precisely. Right. Then with a, a higher level language like C or uh, even further higher up like C Sharp or Java. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. You've lost me. I'm out of my depth um, here, I think a lot of games are written in I'm out of my depth. C++ these days. Whatever, mate. Yeah. That sounds legit. Yeah. Just keep saying numbers and numerals and well, plus signs and whatever. And C++ you, is You the, sound like you know what you're talking C++ about. C++ is the nerdiest thing ever. So C uh, is was obviously the programming language. Uh, and then they're like, oh, we've got this new version of C. What should we call it? Oh, let's call it C++ because C++ means literally means C plus one. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah. something else we like to do during our, our look back on these games is uh, the critical reception from the time. Oof. IGN gave Relicoaster Tycoon 2 an 8 out of 10, praising the game for the addition of the scenario and ride editor. Oh. Brett, Brett Todd. Now, I feel like this is a running theme. IGN gives seems to give every game a pretty good score, and then GameSpot is a little more measured in its own response. Yes. So uh, uh, Brett Todd of GameSpot gave it a 7. So, still uh, a solid score yeah uh, criticised the game for not addressing many of the issues of the first game which on the face of it I would agree with It as I, as I said at the start here it doesn't really feel like a huge step forward in any great way so that makes sense to me as a critique of the game uh, but yeah uh, you know clearly RCT2 has a had an important role to play in plenty of people's childhoods when it came to uh, dabbling in this genre of PC game. Yes. Uh, I guess, you know, for someone like yourself, RCT1 may have come slightly early, you know, for you to really get your head around a, a game like that. Yep. Whereas RCT2, you know, you're that little bit older, you come to it at a more appropriate time in life and you're able to get kind of more out of it. So I'd imagine that that's probably the case for, you know, uh, plenty of people out there. Yes. Uh, just as RCT1 may have been for slightly older folks and RCT3 would have been for slightly younger folks. Mm. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Edge ranked it the uh, country's eighth best-selling game released between 2000 and 2006. Yeah. The weirdly specific sales data on these old games that we've been looking at is kind of amazing. Uh, it was the 10th best-selling computer game of 2002 and the 12th best-selling computer game of 2003, uh, that in the States. I'd imagine that's got a lot to do with the expansion packs that came out uh, in 2003. Yeah, so, I think uh, they released the... So, so yeah. what, the only version you can buy on good old games includes both expansion packs. Oh, okay. What about on Steam? Is it the same deal I would there? I imagine it's the same, yeah. Yeah, would make sense, I guess. Um, yeah. I think it might be the same with Rodercoaster Tycoon 3 as well. Right. Uh, and RCT2, obviously we spoke about open RCT2, but it was also reborn to an extent in uh, RCT Classic. Yes. It's kind of an amalgamation of RCT1 and RCT2, uh, which... It's on is, mobile? As far, uh, it's a PC game as well. Oh, okay. So it's on iOS and Android, it, I, and I think it came to PC afterwards. Because they released a version of Transport Tycoon... Uh, and I think it's probably on, on Mac as well. iOS and Android as well, which is not good fun. The, I, the, the mobile versions of these games is... I think are generally awful. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I've played a few of them. They seem like, and and probably really frustratingly so, because on paper they seem like they'd be pretty good mobile games. Certainly, I like tablet games, but it seems like they yeah. they have never quite got it right. There is a rollercoaster tycoon game on Switch, which uh, is on our list of games to potentially get to, but I know very little about it how it's been received and sort of how fully fledged it actually yeah, is. Does it feel like a mobile game that they've taken the in-app purchases out of and just, you know, put it on the switch or does it feel more like an actual, you know, PC game? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we'll see, have to wait the, and see uh, when we get there. The big iPad pro. The big iPad pro. Yeah. Or like the 13 inch one. Yeah. Or, whatever, yeah. Whatever that is. That's probably a good size tablet to play. A game like this on. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a Civ game. I think that'd be quite cool. I mean, there are fully, there's a fully fledged Civ on, iOS. Yeah. Uh, there's a fully fledged, there's XCOM 2, I think, is out oh, on iOS. That's mad. I think Civ, Civ is, I think XCOM's a bit much. Maybe, for yeah. For me, anyway. But yeah. Civ and uh, Rollercoaster Tycoon Classic for that big iPad is actually a perfect game mm. for it. Yeah. But uh, they, they keep getting them wrong. Stop getting Rollercoaster Tycoon wrong. Yeah. It's not uh, difficult. It's Atari for you, mate. Gone down, going down the pan. Well, building hotels. Yeah. Shopping. Oh yeah, they are building a hotel. Yeah, and it's going to look like the building from Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have a roller coaster though. Oof, You'd no, like to I think so. Doubt it. Get you in to do it. Yeah. Pop a big purple trap. Bosh. In the middle of the, in the middle of the different buildings. That'd be great. Uh, that's going to do it for Roller Coaster Tycoon Two. Uh, I'm very excited by the fact that Roller Coaster Tycoon Three. Is coming up next Toi. in our series. In the meantime, you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Park Crush Podcast. You can oui. email the show and let us know what you think. If you have any fond memories of RCT2, do let us know. Si. Podcast at parkcrush.com. You can find every episode, including a playlist with all our video game reviews that we've done so far, at parkcrush.com. Uh, I think that's everything, Josh. Until next time, take it easy. Goodbye. Adios. Adios.